Amen. Are you ready this morning? Wonderful. I am very excited to be here. I don't want to be anywhere else right now. And uh, if you are looking for a divine appointment to be at the right place at the right time, the earth is that place right now. So if you are on the earth right now, it's a divine appointment. It's the right place, right time. And uh, yes, the disciples would have given anything to live in these times that we're living right now. They prophesied about it. They spoke about it. But we get to live in these times right now. This is a time where God is continuing to pour out His Spirit on all people. And uh, it started in Acts, and He's continuing to pour out His Spirit today. And uh, we are part of that right now. In the Old Testament, they lived in times where the Spirit of God came and it went. It just stayed for a little while. But now He remains in us. And so we are here in the presence of God. We came here with His presence. We are in His presence now. And when we leave here today, we leave with the presence of God. And uh, this is what makes these times so different, is we get to be in the presence of God 24 hours a day. Amen? I'm sending greetings from my wife. Um, she is back in uh, Florida, and uh, two, two boys are there. And uh, it's such a blessing to be here. Thank you again, Pastor Bert and because It's a blessing just to be part of this family and to see what God's doing right here during these times. Let's pray together and we can get into the Word this morning. Thank you, Father, for your Word. Lord, thank you as we open up your Word right now that it is alive and it's active. It's not a dead book or a history book. It's filled with the Spirit. And so, Father, I pray that your word would go forth this morning and it will not return void. We pray for every person that's watching through live stream right now and is hearing this message on a recording, Father, and those that are in the room right now, that you would activate them and they would receive impartation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 2, the Lord spoke to me in the beginning of this year, we wait on God as a family on, on, and get a word for us as a family, and then we start to travel with that uh, to the world. And the word that God gave me for this year, 2021, is in Luke chapter 10, verse 2. And God spoke to me. He said, I want you to take uh, this uh, all over the world, and I want you to prepare my church, strengthen my church, uh, encourage my church so that they are prepared for what is to come and what's happening right now. And so God spoke to me over 2021 this year, and He said, this year is a year of harvest. And in, a, in Luke 10, verse 2, He says, He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. And I saw a vision of the most beautiful harvest that's ready. There's a couple of things that's significant. Number one is that there's more than enough for everyone. This harvest that I saw in the Spirit is not a harvest that we have to fight about or compete for. There's more than enough for everyone. And the harvest is ready. The harvest that I'm speaking about is that there's a harvest in business that's ready to be harvested. There's a harvest in ministry that's ready to be harvested. There's a harvest in relationships, in families that's ready to be harvested. And so I'm here this morning to prophetically declare over this church and over your life that your harvest is ready. It's ripe. It's time to go and harvest the fields of abundance. When I saw this vision, I looked down and right in front of the harvest, I saw obstacles. 
And the Lord spoke to me and said that this year there will be obstacles in front of the harvest. Pray and ask my Holy Spirit to give you a strategy to move through the obstacles and get to the harvest that I've intended for you. And so an obstacle does not mean that you are missing it. An obstacle does not mean it's not God's timing. An obstacle does not mean that God is denying it. An obstacle is just something that is blocking your harvest temporarily. So it's something that we can pray and God can give us wisdom in business, in ministry, in families, and how to navigate through that obstacle to get to the harvest that He's intended for us. So God said three things to me. Number one, He said, there's a harvest and it's ready. Go and harvest the fields of abundance. So He requires momentum from us. He wants us to get up and get moving and get going and do something. This is not a time to sit and wait and, no, we have to get up, we have to be busy. Uh, whatever door is open in your life right now, you have to walk through. Even if it is not exactly what you like or what you want it to be, just get going, just get movement, get momentum. If we have momentum in our lives and we go through obstacles, momentum will drive you through obstacles. But if you don't have momentum in your life and you hit an obstacle, it brings you to a complete standstill. And so it requires that we have momentum right now and we don't lose momentum. And so we have to go. We have to, there must be momentum in our lives. And then secondly, which is the most important thing for this year, 2021, God said to me, it is not those who planted that harvest, but those that show up in harvest time. Many people think that I've sown a seed, I've planted, and so now the harvest will just come and find me. It'll come to my front door. But the truth is that a farmer is just as present in planting season as he is in harvesting season. He still gets up early, he still toils, he puts in the same effort during harvest time to get the harvest that's prepared. He doesn't say, well, I've planted, I've done everything, and so now harvest, come fill my barns. No, he goes and he gets the harvest. So this is a time where we have to show up. We have to go and we have to harvest the fields of abundance. In ministry, in business, in all fields of life, there's a harvest that's prepared for us. And then thirdly, God said to me, there will be a peace upon my people this year that will be unexplainable. And so even though we go through these times where there is obstacles and challenges, we will have a peace upon us that will be unexplainable. It doesn't mean if you go through a storm that you have to lose your peace. It doesn't mean because there's an obstacle in the way that you have to lose your peace. You can keep your peace through all of that. And when I look at the life of Jesus, I see that exactly on him. He models that. He goes through storms, but yet he keeps his peace. He doesn't lose his peace at one, one, one moment because he's focused on his assignment and on his father's kingdom. He's not moved by the kingdom. Now, prophetically, the kingdom of God and the understanding of the kingdom of God will become very important in these days. If you have revelation about the kingdom of God and the understanding, it will keep you from a lot of things during these times. The longer we live on this earth, it will be important to understand. 
how the kingdom of God functions because it will help you to know how to respond to things on a daily basis. Jesus had a, had a clear understanding of the kingdom of God. And even though he went through a time of pandemics, he was focused on his assignment and the kingdom. He was not moved at all. Now people ask, well, we see all these signs. Is these signs not the signs of the last days? Now let me explain this to you. I come from South Africa. In South Africa, we don't have any natural disasters. We don't have any high heat, any cold. We don't have snow. We don't have no. We don't have floods, hurricanes, none of that. We don't have any of that. We only have crime, and we've got lots of that, but nothing else. And so the first time I came to America seven years ago, and I saw all the storms and hurricanes and things that's happening here, I phoned the church in South Africa, and I said to them, listen, Jesus is returning soon. There's floods, there's hurricanes, there is crazy tornadoes. I thought it was all signs. But the longer I spend time in America, I realize that you've been facing that for the last 50 years, 100 years, and it's not new to you. You know, in, in a, I just spoke to a pastor in New Orleans yesterday. I'm going there to minister later this year. And, and there's a, I said to him yesterday on the phone, why do you stay in New Orleans? Why do you live there? If there's, if there's flooding and there's storms and hurricanes every year or every second year, why do you live there? <laughs> just move. <laughs> so, but you've adapted your life to those things. Snow don't cause you you know, to stay at home and quit everything in your life. No, you just get up, you shovel the snow, and, and you continue with your lives. In South Africa, if it would snow today in South Africa, it would bring the entire nation to a standstill. Because we have never experienced that. We are not prepared for that. And so in the same thing, in the kingdom of God, things that we are facing right now might seem like signs of the last days, but these things is the same things that Jesus faced in his lifetime. There was pandemics, there was people that, being, that were persecuted, the same things. But Jesus never got involved in politics. He was focused on his assignment, and he wanted to make sure that he pleased the Father, and he did exactly what the Father have asked him to do. And it's come to my realization that all of us will have to stand before God very soon. Some of us sooner than others, but we're going to have to stand before God and give an account of what we have done with our lives. Not with what people expected from us or what their opinions have been, but according to his assignment and calling that he's called us to. And it's become evident to me that that is the most important thing right now, is to make sure that I'm fulfilling my assignment. Now, there's a lot of distractions in the world right now. There's been a lot of distractions in the last 10 years, and there will be, there will be distractions next year. But those distractions cannot cause us to miss the calling and the assignment that God has for us. So in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 10, he says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome 
into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to go back to this part. He says, if you do these things, you will never stumble. Never stumble. So it says, confirm your assignment. Confirm your calling. Confirm what you are called to do. Now, we're living in a time right now where there is not a blueprint for the global church. There's not a blueprint for every business, every family. Everyone has a blueprint that's tailor-made to their assignment. And we cannot look at what other people are doing right now, how they are doing it, how they are responding. We have to see God in this hour to say, God, what is your blueprint for this church? What is your blueprint for my business? What is your blueprint for my family? What is your blueprint for my life? And it's the time where we have to become focused on that assignment that's right there. God spoke to me this morning um, over this church and things that are happening in the spirit. And God spoke to me this morning and he said, don't sink your ship. I said, Lord, what does that mean? And God showed me an ocean full of battleships. And on this ocean is various different battleships, and they represent, they, they represent churches and ministries and businesses and families, and every one of those battleships are very unique in what they do and what they have to accomplish. And this is not an hour where we want to take all those battleships and, and all the crew and put them on one ship and say, no, 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 you have to conform to this pattern. If we do that, we will sink our ships. And so every church has a very specific assignment in what they are supposed to do right now during this time. Every business, every family has an assignment, has a battleship that's been tailor-made for their assignment. And so if we, if we want everyone to conform and say, no, 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 let's come together, let's all be alike, let's all do the same thing, we are going to sink our ships. And this is a critical time for the body of Christ and also for this church right now to remain in your ship, to stay focused into what you are called to as a church within this community. Now, before any of us were here, God planned this church. Before any of us were here, God geographically positioned this church exactly where he wanted to be. And so God is more strategic than we understand or realize. And the reason is we serve a generational God. We only get to see what happens in a certain generation. But God gets to see 50 generations. And we don't know what the beginning is, and we also don't know what the end is of this ministry, of this community, of this church. But let me tell you, God is strategic. And he's busy doing something here that might be beyond our understanding right now, but he's in control. And this morning, I want to put my faith and my trust in him, that he knows what is the best, and we get to be part of it in this season and time. And so as a church, God is positioning you exactly where he wants you to be. I want you to understand this morning that when God looks at the world through his lens, through his eyes, God does not see cultures, nations, boundaries, languages. 
God sees one kingdom. That's what He sees. In the mind of God, there's no borders. We go through borders where we have to check in, check out. We have limitations right now of what we're allowed to do and not do and travel. In the kingdom of God, there is no boundaries. There's not multiple nations. In the kingdom of God, Israel is not more blessed than America. America is not more blessed than South Africa. In the kingdom of God, it's one nation. It's one kingdom right now. And so this morning, we are not gathered here as only as gates of the city or as 50 or 100 or 200 people that are coming together. This morning, the church of God is gathering all over the world. And we are part of that kingdom right now. Now, to explain something to you that's happening in the spirit right now, that's beyond your understanding. When it's summer in America, it's winter in other places in the world. And so many nations in the world is shut down right now. You've been um, in, you know, in a summer, you've seen things reopening, uh, but many nations in the world, Asia is closed, UAE is closed, South Africa has been closed. Many places is closed and the churches have been closed, businesses have been closed. So when we gather this morning, we do, don't just gather as a church that's coming together in Kerrville, gates of the city. But we gather as the church of God. And this morning, we gather for those that cannot come together. And so there's a lot more that's happening in the Spirit than we realize. We're not just here this morning to come and receive a message and go home. We're here this morning to shake the atmosphere, <laughs> to penetrate darkness, we are here, and I believe with all my heart that as we worship this morning, that God hears us. I believe with all my heart as we come together and fellowship that God hears us, that He notices what we are doing. And so what's happening in the Spirit is far greater than what we see in the natural. There's a shift that's busy taking place. For us to come together this morning, God is setting a church free in another nation right now. He's removing any limitation on them, boundaries on them, because we are gathering. And so there is power right here, right now, not just to touch the state, but to touch the world. Because we are obedient to God's Word, and His Word says, come together. His Word says, fellowship. His Word says, come, church, come together. And so we are obedient to that, and as the church globally come together this morning in various nations, time zones, and places, I believe that we are praying with one voice. We are singing with one voice. The same Holy Spirit that's in Israel right now, the, host, the, the most holy place that you can think is on the earth right now, that is the same Holy Spirit that's right here right now. And if we are sensitive, we can pick up what God is doing and what His Spirit is saying in the earth right now and what we need to do. Now, I want to share three things as I end this morning to help you to understand that even though we go through this right now, that your, your assignment is vital for this hour. And I'm here this morning to ask you a question, and I want you to leave here today. And the question is, what is your assignment? He says, therefore, confirm God's calling and election. Make sure Make sure that you are in the assignment that He has put out for you. Now, 
there is natural assignments and there is spiritual assignments. And so in the natural, it's not just being a husband, being a wife, having a business or being ministry. There's a spiritual assignment that's connected to that, that you might not see in the natural, but that's your assignment. That's the reason why you're doing it, and God is seeing that. No matter whether people give you credit for that or they celebrate you for that, God knows and He sees. And that's more important than anything else right now. Now, Jesus came to model everything that I, that I just shared with you. He came and He presented that throughout the earth. He came and He lived a life here. He's been, we've seen Him go through storms, how He responded to them. We've seen so many times where the disciples said to Him, let's just, let's, let's just set up camp here. Let's just start a ministry right now because we can build a mega church right now, right here. And Jesus would respond and say, no, we have to move on. I have to continue to the next town because I have assignment to preach the gospel, to take it to the nations. And so he was not concerned about what he faced or what looked great in the natural. He was focused on his assignment. And he continually confirmed it. We find him praying every now and again outside of the city, praying and saying, Father, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Because there's so many distractions that's around me, things that looks great, and people's opinions, and the Pharisees, and even the disciples. But I want to please only you. Am I in my assignment? And so as a son, as a son of God, Jesus knew three things. And this morning I want to say to you that as a son and daughter of God, you can know three things right now, the same things that Jesus knew. Number one, Jesus knew his identity. He knew he was the Son of God. And right now, on the earth, you can know your identity. Your identity is you are a son and daughter of God. Today, I'm standing in the prophetic office, but before I am a prophet, I'm a son of God. The highest position that you can achieve in the kingdom of God is a son and daughter of God. There's no title. There's nothing greater or higher than that position right there to be a son. And so many people are titles, but they are not sons and daughters. And I want you to know that's the highest position that you can be. And so your true identity this morning is you're a son and daughter of God. And Jesus knew that. He knew he was a son of God. Secondly, Jesus knew his purpose. He knew he came to destroy the works of the devil. He knew what his purpose was. When you understand your purpose, it is easy to navigate through life and know what to say yes and no to because you can align it with your purpose. And this morning, you can know your purpose. It does not have to be something that's unfamiliar to you. It's something that you can know that this is my purpose. This is why I'm here. And then thirdly, Jesus knew his origin. He came from the Father, and he would return to the Father. And this morning, you can know your origin. Your true origin is you came from the Father, and you are going to return to the Father one day. And so this is not our life. This is not the final destination for us. There is an everlasting place that's waiting for us with the Father. And once you know, understand your identity, 
your purpose and your origin, it makes it easy to navigate through life. It makes it easy to respond to pandemics. It makes it easy to go through challenges, through storms, even through harvests, because you know what is important and what you have to focus on. You know that all of this is just temporarily, that there's a life that's far more important than what we're facing right now, right here. Now, there's an assignment that's on every one of us that's here this morning. The book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And so he responds and he says something. At one stage, he responds spiritually, but then he responds in the natural. And then Jesus says, no, no, get behind me. You don't have the concerns of God at heart. And I'm here this morning to ask you a lot of questions. I'm asking you, what is your assignment, number one? I'm asking you this morning, with what you are doing right now, how is that benefiting the kingdom of God? With what you're busy with right now in your life, is it, is it a cons- do you have the concerns of God at heart? Do you have the concerns of the kingdom at heart? Now, to make it simple and prat- practical this morning, the concerns of the kingdom is people. The concerns of God is people. And God is far more interested in their eternal salvation than their temporary comfort. So this is a short while while we are here. And God is so focused on the eternity is so, is so much more important than just a quick breakthrough in their life, just a quick promotion. To us, those things are important and many people live only for breakthroughs, but yet they're missing eternity. It's a life that we will spend with Him for all eternity. That is our origin. That is what we are returning to. And so this morning, I want to pray if there's any uncertainty about your assignment that you would have an understanding of what that assignment is right now. Are we going through a pandemic right now? I hear some people say pandemic, but whatever it might be, we're going through a time and there is, there's many different motivations and many different intentions of people that as we go through this. But I'm here this morning to say to you that this pandemic is not from God. If Jesus stood up and he commanded the storm quiet, if it was from God, then he went against the will of his Father to calm that storm. And so pandemics is not from God. That means that we have the authority to stand against it and speak against it, prophesy against it, and, and take back what belongs to us. Now, this pandemic is also not from the enemy. People get upset when I say that. The reason why I say that is because I won't give him any credit for nothing. And so it's also not from him. But the enemy can use it for the bad. God can use it for the good. And so the enemy is using it for the bad. And the number one purpose of this pandemic, number one, is to stop gatherings. That's it. 
stop gatherings. And so this morning, I'm here to announce victory because we have broken the plan of the enemy this morning because we are here. We have showed up. The exact thing that he tried to stop, we are doing. And so we are gathering today. And so if I say gatherings, it doesn't mean two, three, five, ten thousand. He doesn't want God's people to come together. The reason is it's called corporate faith or corporate anointing. When we come together, the word tells us that everyone has a portion of faith. But when we come together, it doesn't matter this morning if you have little faith, no faith, or great faith. There's enough faith in this room for your miracle because we combined. And that is the power of the church. When we come together, our faith comes together. And there's enough faith here. There's things that's impossible right here, right now, that's not possible anywhere else because our faith being combined. And so there's people that have great faith, and we thank God for them. But then there's people with little faith, and they need gatherings. They cannot live without coming together and their faith being strengthened. And so there's times where I have great faith and I'm there to help and to carry you. But then there's times where, where I have little faith, but you have great faith. And so as the body of Christ, we carry each other. Now, this is not a time to look at the fivefold, to look at the pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, and to say, go for it. This is a time where all of us have to get involved. All of us have to participate. I remember in a time where we were in Israel and we drove in our tour bus in Israel and suddenly missiles were launched and it came over the bus. It flew in the air over the bus. And I looked out the window and every Israeli man, woman, and child right there put down what they were busy with, closed their stores, closed their shops, and all of them, went to the border to fight. Because in Israel, everyone is part of the military. In Israel, there's not a military team. Everyone, every citizen in Israel is part of the military. And when something happens, it affects them all. And God showed me and said to me that the way we win this is if everyone participates. Everyone is involved in what's happening in the earth right now. And so, what, we've, what we're seeing right now is going to go on year after year after year after year until the church, which is every individual, stands up, takes their authority, and says, no more. Everyone has to get involved. Not just a little group of people. Everyone has to get involved and be there. God spoke to me about the church, and He showed me that there are certain pastors in America, certain leaders in America, God said to me that God has called them to hold the line. But He has called those churches and ministries to hold the line so that all the other churches can cross the line. And God said to me, if they hold the line and other churches don't cross the line, then they will be set up in crossfire. And, the, and those ministries will go through a time that they were never intended to go through. And so there are those that are called to hold the line, but the whole body of Christ right now is called to move forward, to cross the line, and to enter into the new. And so we are definitely entering a new season right now. Now the purpose of the enemy is to 
stop gatherings. But God is using this for the good right now, and we might not see it or understand it right now, but the church, which is God's sons and daughters, are going through purification time right now. We are in an intense purification time right now. God is not going to allow His bride or His church to be manipulated any longer, to, to be, con be controlled any longer. So He's removing every form of manipulation on His church right now. And so He's purifying the church. How is He purifying it? He's looking at the motive and the intention of people's hearts. And God is not always just about what they're doing, but what, what's in their spirit, what their motivation is. You know, you can, the wrong thing can come out, but if your heart, your motivation is pure, God will still bless that. And He's looking at the motivation. Why, why are we doing what we are doing? And so, we are in a time where there is many people in ministry. Now, in my understanding, business and ministry are all part of the kingdom. And so, it's not separated. So there's many people that's in ministry right now that were never called. And so they're doing it with the wrong motivation, wrong intention, and they are building their own kingdom. And God is testing their motive, purifying their motive to see whether that business is centered and is focused on His kingdom, to make sure that that church is really motivated by souls and the people and not anything else that they have a heart still for people. And so we're going through a purification process where God is cleansing the body of Christ. I'm here to tell you that we will sit very soon with a very pure fivefold ministry globally. The church of God will become very pure. What does it mean? Pure intention, pure motive, where it's about souls and nothing else anymore. That's where we are right now. We're going through this. Now, when it comes to America... I believe, beginning when I, when I arrived here in, in America in, in July, God spoke to me, said that in, Jul in, in November this year, they will try to shut down this nation again. God said to me that many churches will join the ranks and they will fight against the plan of the enemy. And so this is not a prophetic word to say, November, America is going to close. No, no, this is a prophetic word that we will see a greater unity amongst the churches than ever before because the churches will come together and they will stand and fight for their states. And they will fight for what is right in the eyes of God. And so many more will join. But again, the way we win this globally, not just in America, globally, is when everyone participates. Everyone reports for duty. And this morning I'm here to call you, those of you that are watching online or on live stream, I'm here this morning to call you to report for duty. The battle is on. We are here. And together we are stronger. And so everyone has a part, a blueprint that they play in this. Everyone has a different battleship that they represent in this war. And the way, we f the way we fight it is when we come together. But in the midst of this fight, in the midst of the storm, we will have total peace. 
the peace of God remains upon us. And so no matter what we go through, there's a shaking that's happening outwardly, but internally we cannot be shaken. And so this is, not, this is nothing to fear. This is nothing to be afraid of. This is us reporting for duty and saying, God, we report. We are ready. But there's a peace that we carry among us. Wherever we go, whatever we do, we're taking the peace of God into the world, into business, into every walk and aspect of life out there. Amen.